Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for joining me today. You know, we are at the beginning of Holy Week with Palm Sunday. And some of us may or may not know what Palm Sunday is. This is the beginning of the Holy Week. This is when Jesus is entering Jerusalem for the final time. This is leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus. And some people um, have often questioned, I mean, there's been scholars for years that have questioned different aspects of this, but I only go by what the Word of God says. And if we look at Matthew 21, 4, it tells us that this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, uh, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king comes to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and a colt. Right? This prophecy was also cited in Zechariah 9, 9 and Isaiah 62, 11. So they prophesied about this coming of the Messiah. And it says, when they approached Jerusalem, they came into uh, Bethpage, which is the Mount of Oz. Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village ahead of you. And once there, you'll find a donkey tied there and her colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone asks you what you're doing, tell them that the Lord needs them and he'll send them right away. This took place to fulfill, like I said, what was spoken by the prophets. And so they went and they got the, the, the donkeys. The disciples did exactly what Jesus instructed them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt, and then they placed their, colt, their uh, cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. And my, by now, a large crowd is gathered, and they're spreading their cloaks on the road while the others are cutting branches of trees and spreading them on the road. And the crowds ahead of them are shouting, Hosea, son of David. Blessed is who he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna of the highest heavens. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazarene in Galilee. And on the hills of Palm Sunday, as we begin the Holy Week, we're, we have to be reminded of significance and the value of our lives today. It's very important to understand this day in history when Jesus began his journey to the cross. And see, people don't understand everything that it took place to lead up. So what I'm going to do today, not only talk about Palm Sunday, but I want to talk about Good Friday. And the reason I want to do these two together is because the next episode will be talking about the crucifixion of Jesus and Easter and why he was crucified. Because I believe this should be done in, in two parts because we need to see the significance of what all took place. All right. God's word tells us the people cut the palm branches, waved them in the air and laid them on the ground before Jesus as he rode into the city. These palm branches represents goodness and victory as a symbol of the final victory that he seen, that he would soon fulfill over death. If we ever looked at 1 Corinthians 15, 55, it says, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? See, Jesus knew what he had to do. He already understood and he already accepted and he, he knew what he had to do. That's why he came into Jerusalem. And that's why he rode the donkey. That's why 
all of these prophecies were being fulfilled, right? So Jesus chose to ride a donkey, which directly fulfills the Old Testament prophecy from Zechariah 9.9. In biblical times, it was common for a king or an important person to arrive by a procession riding on a donkey. That donkey symbolized peace. So those who rode showed that they came with peaceful intentions. Jesus even reminded them of that, that he is the Prince of Peace. And like I said, Zechariah 9.9, I've read it before. I'm going to read it once again. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey and a colt, the foal of the donkey. It was prophesied, even way back then, what Jesus needed to do. People shouted Hosanna, and they were hailing Christ as the king. And this word, word actually means, Hosanna actually means save now. And in their thoughts and in their minds, they were waiting on an earthly king to save them from the Romans. But what they didn't understand is God had a different plan because he was bringing true salvation to all that would trust in him. Psalms 118.26, it says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Romans 10.9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, the people believed that Jesus was the king that was going to save them, physically save them from their earthly bounds with the Romans. None of them understood that what Jesus was doing was giving them a way for salvation for their heavenly home. Nor could any of them wrap their mind around it. Because if you remember back under the Old Testament, okay, salvation wasn't even mentioned. It wasn't even discussed because it was all about sacrifices. It was all about coming in and sacrificing yearly to ask God to forgive and to do all of this. So to have a a eternal salvation was something they could not um, gather in their heads and they did not understand um, what was going on. Because if we look at uh, Matthew 21, 12, okay, this is after Jesus enters Jerusalem. It says, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the table of the money changers and the chairs and of those who are selling doves. And he said, the scriptures declare my temple is called the house of prayer and you've turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw this wonderful miracle and heard even from the children of the temple shouting and praising God, the son of David. And the leaders were indignant. They were mad. They asked Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say, you've taught the children and the infants to give you praise. And then he returned to Bethany where he stayed overnight. So Jesus, when he came into Jerusalem, and he goes to the temple because that's what he always did. Every time he entered into town, he went to the temple and he overturned the tables again. So this is not the first time he cleared out a temple. 
So he does this again. And so if you get what I'm about to say here, and this was something we also discussed in, in Sunday school this morning, which I think is is um, interesting on how all this mash, meshes together, is the religious leaders didn't have a problem with everybody selling inside the temple. Because think about it. If you were traveling and you were not um, from Jerusalem or whatever, and you were traveling and you could not bring your offering, you bought your offering there at um, the temple, and you would exchange maybe your money, which is foreign, with with uh, the currency there, and then you would buy your sacrifice and hand it over to the priests, and your sacrifice would take care of you for a year. Well, see, what they didn't understand and what people didn't understand back then and some still do not today is you know what the pure the holy the only sacrifice entered the temple entered into jerusalem that day with a mission he knew what he had to do he knew he had to go to the cross and that's what he was doing he was doing that for you and i so it says that that jesus wept for jerusalem amid the praises of the moment because he knew in his heart that he wouldn't be long, that the same people would turn their backs on him and betray him and crucify him. And his heart was broken with the reality of how much they needed a savior. Luke 19, 41, 42, it says, as he approached Jerusalem and he saw the city, he wept over it. And he said, if you, if you, even you only knew on this day, what would bring you peace? But now it's hidden from your eyes. So Jesus wept as he was going into Jerusalem because he knew. And he knew the same people that was praising him on Palm Sunday is going to be the same ones calling for his crucifixion five days later. You know, and to some people that understands this for the first time, it's amazing to see how how it how it clicks with them to know that the people who are praising him one minute and now the next minute the devil's got to him and now they are getting ready to crucify him. So Palm Sunday reminds us that the reign of Christ is far greater than any man's mind could ever conceive or plan. Man looks for someone to fight the battles of the present day world, but yet God had the ultimate plan by sending his son to fight the final battle over death. This is the greatness of why we celebrate this week, because the Christ's ultimate sacrifice, we can be set free of death. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will will live even if he dies. We have so much to be grateful for for this week. The enemy knows that. And you can bet that the enemy is going to do whatever he can to distract us from this week. And we cannot let him win. We really can't. So that's Palm Sunday, right? And so, as I said, a couple of days is going to go by and we're going to get into Good Friday. And Good Friday is when... Um, we look at the crucifixion of Jesus. And so we have to ask this question, how did Jesus die for us? What happened on this day of, of Good Friday? The Bible says that his disciples and friend, and friend Judas betrayed Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
where he was arrested and he was taken to the house of Caiaphas, which was the high priest, for informal late meeting of the Sanhedrin, basically a, a, a quiet, shh, don't tell nobody trial. All right. They were looking for evidence to be able to put him to death, but they couldn't find any. And finally, the high priest demanded Jesus, tell us if you're the Messiah, the son of God. And Jesus replied to them, I am. And you will see me, the son of man, sitting at the right hand and coming back from the clouds of heaven. And then the high priest said, you just heard this. He's blaspheming. And why do we need any more witness? What is your verdict? And they all shouted, he deserved death. And then they spit in Jesus' face and they started to beat him. And they were, they already convicted him over this mock trial. Okay. And then they took him to Pontius Pilate because they had no authority to put anybody to death under Roman law. They falsely accused Jesus of treason against the Roman Empire for claiming that he was the king of the Jews and urging people not to pay their taxes. However, Pilate knew Jesus wasn't guilty of any crime, but yet the mob wanted him crucified, so he washed his hands of it and did exactly what the crowd wanted. See, you got to understand, the... The Sanhedrin, they couldn't find any fault in Jesus, no matter what they tried to do. They couldn't trap him. They tried, probably, I would think, for, the, for his entire ministry, chasing him and his disciples, trying to find uh, uh, evidence that he is making a mistake, that he is blaspheming, that he's doing all this so they could get him. But the thing is, he's the perfect Lamb of God. He has no blemishes. He is not guilty of anything, and that's why he loves us. At the time of the crucifixion, crucifixion was the cruelest death reserved for criminals and slaves. Jesus, the son of God, was flogged and ordered to carry a cross to where he would die upon it. And after he was nailed to the cross, he was given a crown of thorns and the title of king of Jews. The cross was placed between two other men who were being crucified that day. And the soldiers that nailed Jesus to the cross left him to die. And he put the sign around his neck, says, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of Jews. And it says that Jesus was on the cross for six hours until eventually he gave up his spirit when the time came. So the Bible recalls around noon, strange things started happening. The sky grew dark for about three hours and Jesus cried out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then he died. The curtains in the temple were torn from top to bottom, and there was a great earthquake. It was Friday afternoon, and the Sabbath would start at sundown. But it wasn't just the Sabbath. It was during the Passover celebration, making it a very special Passover. And after Jesus' body was taken down from the cross, he was wrapped with strips of cloth and laid in a tomb, and Roman guards were sent to the tomb to ensure that no one would steal his body. But the thing was, Jesus wasn't dead. And after three days later, Jesus rose from the dead and he conquered death. He conquered death. So that was Good Friday. So we have Palm Sunday where Jesus is coming in. The crowd is loving him. And now here we are, Good Friday. And this is where the crowd has turned against him to crucify him. And see, Pontius Pilate, like I said, Pontius Pilate couldn't find any wrong in him. And I'm not trying to give Pilate an out. I'm really not. But he couldn't find anything wrong with him. And so one thing 
that Pilate did was he brought up a murderous man by the name of Barabbas. And he said, it was according to your customs that we release somebody on this Passover holiday. So who do you want me to release? Uh, Jesus or Barabbas? And the whole crowd went crazy and called for Barabbas to be released and to crucify Jesus. The enemy had already got to that crowd because they're willing to release a murderer named Barabbas back into their community. So why do we celebrate Good Friday? Jesus went through so much for each one of us to become heirs in heaven. He became the bridge when there was no bridge. Good Friday is the celebration because it's a deep down we know what the darkness is within ourselves, but we are aware of our sin and we we know what we've done. And we know just how dark our actions and our thoughts can be. And we understand that Jesus paid all of the price for us. And like I've I've said in previous episodes, what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden by causing a separation between man and God, Jesus rectified on the cross when he was able to bridge that gap and create that relationship with us again. So as I get ready to wrap this up, talking about Palm Sunday and Good Friday, um, the Easter message will be coming next. That'll be the next episode where I'm going to talk about the crucifixion of Jesus and why he was crucified and all of that. And I hope you join me for that. Okay. So thank you so much for, for tuning in and listening today. May God bless each and every one of you. And I want to invite all of you, if you would, to go to my social media and my website, jesusandacubajoe.com. And the social media is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe, follow, and share. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the social media and share us with your friends and family. Okay. Um, you'll also notice that I have started a GoFundMe account because something that has been uh, brought to our attention is we have a local radio station here in Georgia um, based out of LJ, Georgia, that's reached out to me and they are interested in taking the Jesus and the Cup of Joe podcast and bringing it to the airwaves. And so obviously there's cost with airtime. And so I've done a GoFundMe trying to raise money, even sponsorships and advertisement, trying to sell to help cover the cost so we can take Jesus in a cup of Joe and move it to the airwaves and be able to reach more people with the word of God. Um, I know their tower uh, works from basically, I think, the Tennessee, Georgia state line all the way down to... Um, if you're familiar, Alpharetta, Georgia, which is North Fulton County. So it has a has a huge reach, and I'm excited about this, and all I'm doing is praying. So what I'm going to do is ask you guys to also uh, pray with me that if it's the Lord's will, um, there'll be a way that we can take this to the radio. So if you feel the need to give and, and the Lord's moving you to give, please do. Thank you so much because, like I said, this is something I believe that um, – would be great for getting the word of God out, especially in, in this day and time to a lost and dying world. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope and pray you have a fantastic day. Um, I look forward to uh, doing the Easter message with you next week. So 
As I get ready to leave you, it's real simple. You always start your day with Jesus and a cup of joe. God bless.